God bless y'all. So, so glad that y'all could join me uh, with uh, uh, today's inspiration. <clears throat> Let's open up in prayer. Lord God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, uh, for, for this, for today, Lord God. I thank you for you inspiring us uh, to be able to do the things that we do, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that the message today, Lord God, will bring a, 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 will be a light to someone out there, will illuminate you, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you will be glorified through everything that is, is brought forth right here today, Lord God. I pray that the person on the other end that's watching this will be able to hear and listen and learn something, Lord God, and that you speak to them uh, through me, Lord God. I pray in Jesus' name, amen. Last week I talked about the call, and I want to do a, a, a real recap real quick on the call. We talked about Matthew's account of the call that when Peter was called uh, uh, to be a disciple and to follow Jesus. We talked about Mark's account, and we could see that Matthew's and Mark's account were very similar to each other. Uh, but we also uh, talked about John's account. Now, if you don't, if you, uh, uh, if, if you missed last week, don't fret. You can go to our website, and it's going to be on the bottom of our screen, uh, uh, eaglewingsfaith.org. Uh, uh, you can go to our website, and it's going to be labeled The Call, because um, uh, uh, that, that was the message. Uh, you can go there and watch if you missed it. Uh, hopefully you don't. Um, but anyway, uh, then we had John's account, and John's account was a little bit different. And actually, John's account was actually where it brings out about uh, Peter's uh, name being changed uh, or being given. Uh, it doesn't actually say that it was changed. It was just in, in verse uh, uh, John uh, chapter 1, verse 42, it says, You are Simon, the son of uh, John. You shall be called Cephas. And so he's, he, he really didn't, he didn't say, I'm changing your name, but he's now saying, you shall be called. So he's given him his name, Peter, uh, Cephas, which means Peter, which also means stone. Uh, and, uh, and we talked about uh, then Luke's account. And Luke's account is actually a little bit different. Uh, it's the same, but it, ex it, it opens it up just a little bit more. It's the same backpack. Uh, the same contents are in the backpack, but but where Matthew and Mark didn't unpack the backpack as much, uh, they just took a few uh, uh, things out. John took a few more things out of that backpack. Luke had the same backpack. He unpacked a little bit more out of that backpack. He talked about the the preaching, if you recall, um, in the in the church or in the synagogue where Jesus is now proclaiming that the, uh, the Spirit of the Lord is upon him because he's anointed me to preach uh, the, uh, the gospel to the poor. He has sent me uh, to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recover sight to the blind, to set uh, at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. Then he closed the book, if you recall and remember, gave it back to the attendant. And while everybody was still watching and looking at him, he said, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, which is, which is 
to me, it's that is awesome. But at the time, to them, they're like, <gasps> they're like, really? They're freaking out. So in Luke, uh, still in chapter 4, we also see where Jesus cast out unclean spirits, which was similar to Matthew and Mark. Um, so it, it, you remember, and where I kind of left off uh, at is about the, the call itself. Uh, when Jesus uh, was preaching, and if you recall, Jesus preaches in Galilee, and it says that in the other two, uh, the other three, it talks about uh, in Matthew and Mark's account, not necessarily in John's account, um, but it talks about that he's preaching in Galilee. And so let's go over that real quick. When the sun was setting, so now it's it's at the end of the day. All those who had uh, any uh, uh, sick with various diseases brought them to him. Him, Jesus, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. So now all of a sudden, Jesus is, uh, I guess you could say he had a healing ministry going on. He, he is healing uh, everybody in Galilee and that was sick. Uh, and demons also came out of many. So there was a lot of people that was possessed with demons, that demons were in them crying out, and the demons were crying out, saying, You are the Christ, the Son of God. So demons knew who He was. But it goes on to say, And He rebuking them did not allow them to speak. So He shut their mouths, those demons. And for, the, for they knew who He was. Uh, so it's ironic. I, I think it's kind, of, it's kind of weird how the people... Uh, did not know who Jesus was, but the demons knew who Jesus was. Kind of weird. Uh, it's funny how uh, his, um, you know, like, uh, I'm going to know who my dad is. If I seen him, I'm going to know who my dad is. Uh, I'm going to know who my mom is. I'm going to know who my brothers and sisters. There's not a, uh, there's uh, those, what they look like. When I see them, I'm going to recognize them. But Jesus, the children of God, the, the, the people that the people in this earth, when they laid eyes on Jesus, they did not recognize him for a long time. There, Jesus was amongst them. And according to the uh, scripture above in Luke chapter 4, where Jesus was uh, uh, in Nazareth, he actually would go to the synagogue daily and, and preach and teach and, and have, uh, that was his custom. So now let's go. And now he's in Galilee and he's preaching and healing uh, and he's casting out demons. Uh, and when it was day, he departed. So now you can see uh, in verse 40, it says, when the sun is setting, and now in verse 42, it says, Now when it was day, he departed and went into a deserted place. So you can see where, okay, the night has already passed. Uh, it's not saying it, but you can kind of understand that the day, the one day has ended, the night came, and now we're in the next day again. Um, and it says, He departed and went to a deserted place. And the crowd saw him and came to him. Uh, and he says, I must preach, and, and he's telling them, I must preach to the kingdom of God, to the other cities also, because of this uh, purpose I have been sent. So they are following him and won't leave him alone. 
Now, so it was in verse 1 of chapter 5, because we were at the end of chapter 4, now we're moving to chapter 5. So it was that the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God. So they're pressing on him. They're pulling on him. Uh, and he stood by the lake of, the, of, of uh, Gesenaret. I don't know if that's how you say it. And he saw two boats uh, standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. So now we all of a sudden see where Jesus is walking by. He wasn't in Matthew and Mark's account. He wasn't just walking by as if he's just walking down the beach. Uh, he was actually there preaching to a lot of people, and they were pressing on him. And evidently, according to Scripture, you can, you can see that now they are close enough to those uh, Peter uh, and his boat. And uh, so then in verse uh, 3, uh, it says, Then he got into one of the boats. He just gets into it, which was Simon. So he just gets into Simon's boat. He doesn't ask Simon. He doesn't say, Hey, can I borrow your boat? He just gets in it. Now, isn't that, a way, isn't that kind of uh, weird how God just, when he's wanting to do something, he's going to do it. And asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. So now here, set the picture. He's, he's not just walking by, but he's preaching to this multitude of people, and he happens to see, here's a boat. The men aren't there, but I need to use the boat. So he gets in the boat. Uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe Simon uh, Peter seen him and says, hey, what are you doing? I, I don't know if there was a conversation uh, prior to, uh, but all I do know is Simon, uh, Simon uh, comes up to him, and Jesus says, um, push out a little bit so I can uh, preach to these people, uh, so I can teach them. So he sat down and taught the multitude from the boat. It doesn't actually say how long. Uh, it, doesn't, it doesn't give us that. Uh, when he had stopped speaking, he then turned to Simon and said, launch into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now we know... At the beginning, it was the end of one day, the sun was setting, <coughs> and then it was a new day, and we're still in this new day. So that night, the fishermen were out fishing, and most, most people, uh, I don't know if fishermen that fish, I don't know if they fish strictly at night, um, but Jesus looks at him and says, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Now, before I go any further, has God ever asked you to launch into the deep? Jesus is calling, he's already calling Peter into a deep area. You know, uh, you're not going to catch a lot of fish if you stand on the bank using a spinning outfit or a fishing pole. Uh, but I guarantee you, if you move out into a deep area of that uh, uh, water, body of water, and you throw that net out, 
then all of a sudden you're going to be able to catch more fish. God is calling you to quit being a shoreline fisherman, and he's calling you into the deep things of him. You are not going to get uh, what, you, what God really has for you by standing on the shoreline in ankle deep water. You got to move into the deep things of what God wants you to have. You got to move into the deep because he tells Peter, launch into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. Not your fishing pole. We weren't on the shoreline. Now we're in a boat and we have a net. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have told all night. Huh? Remember, he told all night and caught nothing. So I know these men have already been out in that deep water and been fishing. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish. So he, he, he says, nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. So I believe in my heart that Simon Peter knew who he was, but hadn't had an encounter just yet. I know his mother-in-law had, uh, ha had been healed, um, but he still hadn't ha had an encounter yet. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their nets began to break. Their nets were breaking. So now all of a sudden their nets are breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat. Remember uh, who else was called? Um, James and uh, the son of Zebedee. Um, what James and John, the sons of Zebedee, uh, they were his partners. If you uh, follow the scripture, it says, So they signaled for their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats, and they began to sink. Now, I, if I'm in a boat, I really don't want that boat to sink. But I guarantee you, if the blessings of God is, is now overcoming me to the point that my boat is sinking, I think I'd be okay with that. I mean, I, uh, here all of a sudden, he told all night long and didn't catch nothing and come back empty-handed. And then he goes out just one time and he's got so many, so many, uh, so much of a catch that now the boat is beginning to sink. So Jesus has now blessed him to a point that is now becoming overwhelming and, over, and, and about to overtake him. I think I'm okay with it if God wants to bless me to a point that it begins to overwhelm me and overtake me. I'm okay with that. When Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at his knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished. All who were with him, with who? With Peter, and understand who was with him. James and John, and also his brother Andrew. They were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. So now, obviously, it was so much, it was astonished to the degree that, oh my goodness, our boats are even sinking. And so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon, see? And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on you will catch men. So when they had brought their boats to land, they forsook all and followed 
him. Jesus put a call on his life to a point. He actually blessed Peter to the point that now it's become, uh, it's overtook him. The blessings are overwhelming. And his, he had that, everybody understands the word when I say Damascus is experience that Paul had. I believe in my heart that this was a part of Damascus experience uh, that he had. Uh, so now we see Peter beginning to follow Jesus. And we understand Peter following Jesus. Um, and so Peter, uh, he, he began to follow him. And, uh, and you can read all the Gospels uh, about what he done. He, uh, um, uh, Peter, um, he followed him. His name was changed to a rock. Peter walked on water. Uh, Peter, uh, th there was so much that Peter uh, experienced with Jesus. Uh, and if you remember, Peter, that's the guy that uh, when Jesus was uh, just about ready to, uh, um, to explain to his disciples at the Last Supper that I'm going to be killed this way, Peter is the guy that said, hey, uh, I'll die with you. I'll fight with you. Uh, and, uh, and, and which comes to the second part of, of this message. And I believe we're going to end up going into a third part because there's no way that I'm, I, I haven't even touched it. Uh, so uh, my second part of this message, part two uh, of, of, of this, would be, do you love me? Uh, which we're still talking about Peter. Uh, we're still talking about uh, the, the Peter that Jesus called because Peter, uh, understand that Peter is being called into something. He says, I'm calling you uh, to, instead of being fishers of men, uh, uh, fishers of fish, but fishers of men. So exactly what is that calling? Well, I want to fast forward to John chapter 21, if I could, because there's a section that we understand that Peter Follow Jesus. A lot of stuff that takes place with that. But I want to move to John 21. And the, and the title of this, The Call, Part 1, Do You Love Me? Part 2. If I could say it that way, I'm not really sure how to say that. But anyway, this would be part two. Uh, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 11, it says, After these things, Jesus revealed himself again. This is after Jesus was crucified on the cross, uh, and, then, um, uh, and then he was resurrected, and then he spent, uh, I think it was 40, about 40 days uh, in and out uh, showing himself at different places. Uh, and then now we find ourselves uh, at, the, uh, at the Sea of Galilee, uh, which is uh, kind of right back to where we are, uh, where we were, because uh, Jesus began his ministry, uh, his Galilean ministry, and this was next to uh, this body of water. And so now we're here back at the Sea of Galilee. Now, I don't know if it's the same uh, body of water as the other, but it's close. After these things, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Terebisi, uh, Tobias, I'm not sure how to say that word, and he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, who was called uh, Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan of Galilee, the son of uh, 
Zebedee, and the two others of his disciples were together. So Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. So isn't that like Peter? Isn't that like just any of us that when God calls us into the ministry, but things don't work out, don't, things don't uh, uh, work out the way we think they should, then all of a sudden uh, we find ourselves wanting to go back to our old custom, our old, what God has called us out of. Um, maybe you used to smoke and something happened and, got, and, and you've been able to quit smoking and then all of a sudden something happens and, and uh, you, you find yourself in a, uh, a, a tense moment, uh, a stressful moment, and all of a sudden you're back to smoking again. And how did that happen? Well, Peter kind of done the same thing. Peter says, you know, here uh, he's followed Jesus all this time uh, through the call, uh, and he's walked with him for about three years now, and uh, he's seen Jesus do uh, miracles after miracles, feeding, uh, you know, uh, 5,000 with a couple of fish and five loaves of bread, uh, seen uh, Jesus walk on water. In fact, Peter walked on water, uh, and to the, to the place that now all of a sudden uh, here uh, Peter uh, is, has now seen his uh, Jesus on the cross. Uh, and now he's uh, he died on the cross. He's seen him res. Uh, he, he, he's he's made uh, seen him be resurrected and walked around. But it, they're still in this place of what are we going to do? What, what's what's fixing to take place? If I could even say in within my own mind, what how would Peter be able to? Uh, he's changed my name to Peter when it was not just Simon. Now he's changed it to Peter. Peter means rock. And then in uh, Matthew, uh, he says uh, that uh, uh, to uh, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades will not prevail. Well, what does all that mean? And I don't understand because now he's gone. He's gone. He's leaving. I, I, I don't understand. Uh, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. Uh, they said to him, we are also coming with you. They went out and got into their boat, and that night they caught nothing. Isn't that just ironic how they were fishing one time and didn't catch nothing, and then when Jesus showed up and told them to launch out in the deep and throw your nets in, their attitude, Peter's attitude was, hey, I've uh, been there, fished all night long, but didn't catch nothing, but nevertheless... Uh, at your word, I'll do it. So now here they are again, fishing and catching nothing, catching nothing. I'm going fishing, and they fished all night long and caught nothing. But when the day was now breaking, <clears throat> Jesus stood on the beach, yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. So Jesus said to them, children, you do not have any fish to eat, do you? So now Jesus is asking them, do you have any fish? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat, the right hand side of the boat, and you will find the fish. So they cast it and they, and they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantity of fish. Again, here we are. Jesus told him to go launch in the deep at the very beginning of, of the, uh, uh, when Jesus said to, to follow him, 
and uh, they, they didn't catch no fish all night long. Then Jesus says, launch out in the deep and throw your nets over. Now here they fished. Now we're at the end three years later. Uh, seems maybe all hope is gone uh, because they don't know what's going on. And, uh, and now Peter's found himself back out into the, uh, in, into the big body of water and he's back fishing. Uh, and caught nothing again. And so now Jesus says to throw your net on the right side. So they've been fishing on the left side, I guess. Maybe fish are not on the left side of the boat. Maybe they're only on the right side of the boat. But you and I both know that when I throw my worm in the water, whether it's on the right side or the left side, the front or the back of the boat, it makes no difference because the fish can swim all around. But here we are, cast the net on the right-hand side of the boat and you will find the fish. So they cast it and they were not able to haul it in because of the great quantitude of, uh, quantity of fish. Therefore the disciples whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. <clears throat> So when Simon uh, Peter heard it was the Lord, he put, out his, uh, he put on his outer garment, for he had stripped it for work, and threw himself into the sea. But the other disciples came in the little boat, for they were not... Now you notice right there that he was not able to, uh, to walk on water, uh, but he threw himself into the sea uh, and swam to the shore. And, uh, and so we go on, and now they, uh, the other disciples came in the boat a little bit long, a little bit, for they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits away, dragging their net full of fish. I want to close this out, but meet me next week uh, for part three of this message, Do You Love Me? Uh, let me pray real quick. Lord God, I pray, Lord God, that whatever I've spoken, Lord God, today, Lord God, that someone out there will be able to hear and, and see, Lord God, you in me, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that I've prayed the words uh, that you would have me to pray and speak, speak the words that you would have me to speak. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. God bless you, amen. We'll see you next week. I appreciate y'all watching uh, our show uh, this evening. If there's anything, anything whatsoever that you have heard that has uh, spoken to your heart uh, and, uh, and you feel the need to either rededicate your life or uh, turn your life over to Jesus, uh, I encourage you uh, to, uh, to uh, reach out to us uh, we would be more than happy to speak with you uh, either on the phone or, or via email or however. You can reach out to us uh, and, uh, and it's easy. We can say a prayer for you. Uh, I, it's, 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 Jesus says uh, to Nicodemus uh, that you must be born again yes. uh, to enter into uh, the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so I encourage you uh, to turn your life over. Uh, if you need to rededicate, uh, that, that is also to turn your life back to. Repentance is simply turning from where the direction that you were going to a new direction. You're no longer a, uh, the old uh, person that you are, but you become a new person through the gift of salvation. So I encourage you to reach out to us 
at eaglewingsfaith.org. Uh, you can click on the tab, uh, contact us, uh, and you can put it through the website or you can email us straight, ewfmchurch uh, at gmail.com. Um, and uh, we look forward to hearing from you. Uh, God bless you and we will see you later.